0: My heart is receptive, my My ears are open, open. and I better not go to sleep. sleep. I'll never be the same, same. in Jesus' name, name. amen. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning for your word. We thank you that it is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. We thank you that it is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. We thank you that your word says that heaven and earth will pass away but your word will never pass away. And so Lord, based on the truth of your word as I teach it today, I pray that eyes will be opened, hearts will be receptive, and minds will be renewed as a result of your word. I decrease now so the power of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit can rise up and speak through me to your people and I thank you and give you praise in advance for signs miracles and wonders following their lives as a result of hearing and applying your word in Jesus name can everybody say amen amen amen. God bless you you may be seated I want to start my message out with a testimony that I received on last week. It says this, Pastor, I was listening to your sermon last week, which would have been the week before, when you spoke about being all in and tithing. You then went to the Our Father prayer and you read it and it was like my eyes were open and I finally understood. Forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. I knew that God was using me using you to talk to me. I decided to forgive my ex-husband his debt that he owed me. How many know this is big debt right there? That's big debt. Yeah, that's, that's emotional debt. That's money. That's everything. Child support. <laughs> and, the, and she goes on to say, I paid my tithes, and I added this part because I got clarity, for the first time at Word of Truth Family Church, and trusted God to take care of me. I told my husband what God had put on my heart to do. Thursday, I received a call from my lawyer. Now remember, she heard the word on Sunday. Thursday rolled around and said, I received a call from my lawyer. He left a message for me to call him back on Friday. Friday at work, my lawyer called again and told me that my ex-husband had come by on Thursday and paid the money that he owed me along with the fee for filing contempt. He told me to give him until Tuesday to verify that the check was clear. How many know that was a big check? (laughs) They don't need to verify a $2 check now. I have been trying to get... Here's the part I need you to get right here. I have been trying to get my ex... To pay the money that he owed since 2002. That was 12 years. So for 12 years she had been trying to get her ex-husband to pay. And in less than a week after being faithful in my paying my tithes and trusting God, God released the money. You were right. When you trust God and not the circumstance, he will move for you. Can you give the Lord a big hand clap for that? Because honestly, what you can't do, God can get others to do. Amen. And I want to commend our church as we uh, not only hear this message on tithing, But apply this message because since I've started the message, I've seen a 20% increase in our weekly income. Look at your neighbor and say, we're getting it. it. And so we started a new series entitled, I'm All In. Look at your neighbor again and say, I'm all All In. And the phrase, I'm All In, is a poker term which means to place all of your chips that you have on the table, into the pot. And the only reason someone would risk putting all of their chips or all of their money in the pot is because of the confidence in the hand that they have. Well, we can be all in financially with God because His Word will never pass away. Think about it. If we can trust God with our salvation, we should be able to trust Him with our finances. And so today's lesson, if you're taking notes, is entitled Top Priority. Everybody say Top Priority. priority. And the purpose of the lesson is to see why tithing is a priority to God and why it should be for us. And my goal is to also show you what the benefits are when God is the top priority in our financial life. And before we get into uh, today's lesson, I want to do a short review so that those who may not have been here and been missing or whatever, you can at least catch up to where we are so you can understand the lesson on today. Now, uh, here's something I just want to throw out there. Uh, If we can't change the way we get saved, in other words, God has prescribed a way for salvation. He says, first of all, you must confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And if you're willing to repent of your sins and make him your Lord and Savior, he will replace your place in hell. And then, watch this, you now have the opportunity to go to heaven. If we cannot change the way we are to be saved, then how is it possible to change the way God has prescribed for us to be blessed? Everybody say, hmm. And stats show that 12% of Christians trust God with their money by tithing. We've, we started the series by saying only 30% of members here at Word of Truth Family Church tithe, which meant that 70% uh, of our members were not tithing. How many know that percentage is changing? Amen. Amen. Because tithing is God's plan to prosper and protect His people. Say this with me: say, tithing is God's plan to prosper and protect His people. Amen. And then uh, uh, here's a stat: 85% of those who receive financial assistance from our church are non-tithers. Another thing that was pointed out to me is that when they come and apply, most of them check that there are tithers. L- let me tell you what tithing is. Tithing means that you have been consistent in giving your 10% to God, watch this, at least six months. Amen. Got a low amen on that one. I'm sweating already we learned about the four commitment levels of tithing which was the fully committed level of tithing these are people who've already decided hey I'm all in I'm going to give God what belongs to him I'm fully committed and trust God with my finances and then we had level two tithers those are people who are committed to tithing and these are people who are committed to tithing until something financially happens in their life And so then that throws them off. And then we have level three tithers. These are people who are somewhat committed to tithing. These are believers who already are straddling the fence. They're 50-50 Christians. These are people who know what to do but don't do it. Watch this. And then we have the level four tithers who are not committed at all to tithe. These are believers who have never made a conscious decision to tithe. They don't believe it'll make a difference in their life. They are excuse-driven Christians, watch this, who are always having an excuse of why they, should, why, you know, why they can't tithe. These are people who've never tasted the goodness of God at the tithing level. Amen. So if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Malachi chapter 3. Malachi 3, we're going to look in verse 6. And then I want you to find Matthew chapter 6 verse 19. That was Malachi chapter 3 verses 6 and then matthew chapter 6 verse 19 while you're looking at that while you're finding those we we identified nine p's when it came to tithing in the book of malachi chapter 3 the first p was persons the second one was property the third one was a penalty the fourth one was percent the fifth one was a place the sixth one was purpose the seventh was promise the eighth was prosperity and then the last p that we identify when you tithe is protection now find malachi 3 we're going to start in verse 6 are you there say i'm there yes. now i'm going to read out of the new king james version bible it says for i am the lord and i do not change therefore you are not consumed O sons of jacob yet from the days of your fathers you have gone away from my ordinances now the word ordinances can come from the word ordinary He's saying, you have gone away from doing what's ordinary. How many of you know tithing is ordinary? So a non-tither, that's not ordinary. That's not ordinary. And it says... Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? He says, will a man rob God? Yet you'd have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? He says, in tithes and in offerings. He says, you are curse with the curse for you have robbed me even this whole nation. He says, bring, what's the next word? Oh, now, I'm not going to stay on this, but I just want you to circle that word all because that that answers the question between should I tithe on my net income or on my gross income. Can somebody just like tweet me an amen? Because I heard none. There's a cricket right here in the front row. I promise you I heard him. Amen. all let me ask you a question is your okay is your net income all of what you made is your gross income all of what you made yes. amen so when he says bring all the tithe do you think he's talking about net or gross if you think he's talking about net raise your hand if you think he's talking about gross raise your hand all right if you don't think about nothing raise your hand he said, bring all the tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I would not open you the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing for you that there will be not be room enough to receive. He says, I will rebuke the devour for your sake so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall the, the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightsome land, says the Lord of hosts. Amen. So I have two points for you this morning, and here's the first one, and I want you to write it down. When God is first in our giving, He will always provide for our living. I'm going to say that again. When God is first in our giving, He will always provide. For our giving uh, for our living another way of saying it is when God gets the first of our seed he will always take care of all of our need I'm gonna say that again when God gets the first of our seed. He will always take care of all of our need. Go to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Let's look in verse 19. And I am going to literally flat foot teach you this principle this morning. Because I found out why some people can be giving 10% and not see blessing in their life. Matthew chapter 6. Look at verse 19. Now... I really don't want to read all of this, but I'm reading it only for context's sake. It says, lay not up for yourself treasures on earth where moth and and rust does corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You can just look at what you give to Word of Truth Family Church and determine where your heart is financially. He says, the light of the body is the eye. If your eye is single, then your whole body is full of light. But if your eye is evil, your whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No man can serve what? Two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. Read this part with me. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now notice the context of this. He's calling mammon, which is another word for money, he's calling that a master. Then he says in verse 35, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you, you shall drink, Nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not. Neither do they reap, nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. He says, are you not much more better than they? Verse 27. Which of you by taking thought, can add cubic unto your stature? In other words add to how tall or short you are in verse 28 he says and why take thought for raiment consider the lilies of the field how they grow and they toil not neither do they spin and yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all of his glory was not clothed or arrayed like one of these wherefore if God so clothed the grass of the field which is today and then tomorrow is cast into the oven shall he not much more clothe you O you of little faith Therefore, now he's about to give us a solution. He says, therefore, take no thought saying what we shall eat or what we, we shall drink or how shall we be clothed. For all the, after all these things do the Gentile, the worldly people seek after. For your heavenly father know that you have need of all these things. But here is the solution to the problem. When you see the word but, the word but means in contrast to what was said. So he says, but... If you will just seek what? Come on, class. Come on, class. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. What's going to happen? All of these what? Things shall be what? Man, I love the word added. That word added means increase. And it also means to proceed further. When the kingdom of God is first in my life, my life will be able to proceed further. Then he goes on to say, take therefore no thought for tomorrow, for tomorrow will take thought of things of itself. When God is first in our giving, he will always provide for our living. Go to Genesis 22 quickly. Go to Genesis 22. I'm going to show you this principle again because I'm going I'm to show you at the end and I'm going to need 10 men to illustrate this uh, at the end. I'm going to show you at the end while there are some of you who may be giving 10% of your income, but you don't see the blessings of God in your life. Genesis 22 and look in verse 1. It says, and it came to pass after these things that God did test. That's the word. It says "tempt," but it really translates to be test. And if you notice in Malachi 3, the word test is used. He said, test me in this. In this what? In the tithe. So this is a principle. Amen. And you, watch this. You always have the right to test God when you have passed his tithing test. I'm going to say that again. You always have the right to test God when you have passed his tithing test. He said, Abraham said unto him, Abraham, he said unto Abraham, Abraham, and he said, behold, I'm here. He said, take now your son, watch this now, your only son whom you love. Now, when I first read that, I had a problem because this was not Abraham's only son. He had a first son named Ishmael. But that son was not birthed through his wife. It was birthed through his handmaiden. and So God did not consider the first boy the boy of promise. Because Abraham had birthed, watch this, that son from the flesh. And see, sometimes we make fleshly decisions that we did not ask God about. And they backfire on us and we expect God to do something about it, which he can and he will. But guess what? Before he does, we have to repent and say, I shouldn't have done that. Amen. He says, take now your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love. Because the test of tithing is always about who we love and who we trust with our money. And he says, get into the place of Moriah and offer him, Isaac, therefore a burnt offering upon on the mountains which I tell of you. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. He saddled his donkey. He took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he clayed the wood for the burnt offering and rose up. And when he went to the place which God had told him, then on the third day, boy, this is a type of Jesus Christ. He says, on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto the young man, Stay here with the donkeys. And I and the lad will go up yonder. Now I know it don't say donkeys, it uses the word. If the Bible is in there, I can say it. It uses the word ass, doesn't it? Sometimes you have to leave them behind. I just want to throw that in there. <laughs> I know I'm on the line, but hey, the Bible said it, okay? He said, leave, we're going to leave you, and we're going to come back, verse 6. And Abraham took the wood and the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac, and he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and they both went up together. And Isaac spoke unto Abraham, his father, and he said, my father. And he said, here I am, my son. He said, behold, I see the fire and I see the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, my son, God will provide Here's a take-on statement that I want you to write down. God will provide when I tithe. God will provide when I tithe. God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they both went up together, and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order. And then he bound up his son Isaac and laid him upon the altar of the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took a knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not your hand upon the lad, neither do him any harm. Watch this. For I know. That you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld thy son, watch this, thine only son from me. And that's why I have a problem with people who say, God would never ask me to give, me, get, to give him my last. Why wouldn't he? He asked Abraham. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and he looked up, behold, a ram was caught in the thicket by the horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place what? Jehovah Jireh. Now watch this. If I first... Remember now, God wants to... He wants to what? First. He wants to first. That's that, My point is when God is first in our giving... He will always provide for our living. Well, if our first, when we give it to God, causes a shortage for the second or the third, we can claim God as Jehovah Jireh who will provide and make up the difference. Did you get that? Amen. So then he goes on to say in verse 15, And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven a second time and said, By myself have I sworn, says the Lord, for because you have done this thing, And have not withheld thy son, thine only son. Watch what happens in verse 17. He says, because you were willing to give me your first. Now let me tell you why God would not let Abraham sacrifice Isaac. Because God never asked us to do something that he has never done himself. And because he had not sacrificed his only son, Abraham would have been the first person to do that. And God said, no, I'm not going to let him be first. I got to be first. I just wanted to see if he was willing. He says that in blessing, I will what? I will bless you.